Welcome to the Big Fucking Feelings Podcast, a show on how to use psychology to process your emotions, train your brain, and deal with being a human. And now, me, your host, psychology major, corporate badass, and certified life coach, Michelle Kevill. Hello, I hope you're well, and if not, I got you, at least you are here. My name is Michelle Kevill, and I help high-achieving corporate women feel passionate about their job again. Welcome to today's episode. If you're new, likely got your attention with that headline that I'm using, which is, does the sound of Outlook, the little ping noise, make you want to cry? The inspiration I got for this was really from all the TikTok memes I see, where it's like the trauma you feel when you see (laughs) and you hear like the little the noise that pops up. I forgot what it, I you know, forgot the exact noise, but you know what I mean? And I'm talking about in general, it's that panic mode that you feel when you hear that ping on like your communicator, whether it's like Teams or whatever, that call at like five o'clock in the afternoon on a Friday and you're just seeing the number and you're thinking, oh my God. Or when you get like pulled into a Teams meeting and it's like five o'clock in the afternoon and you're sitting there contemplating like, should I answer this? What the fuck is going on? And it's just that absolute fear and dread. And I really want to talk about that fear and dread because I hear so much talk about it online, all about it. But what I'm not really hearing is a solution to it, right? And you might be thinking, this isn't that big of a deal. But if you are constantly in like this mid kind of level panic and you're worried like after work or on the weekend, you're going to get called up and it's led to a point where even on the weekends, you're thinking like, what's going to go wrong? Is this going to happen? Like you were trying to predict the future and it is just taking up your life right now. Like you are feeling so overwhelmed, so sick of it. You're thinking you're not cut out for corporate And you're just like, like, I can't do this anymore. I don't, I don't want to be here. And maybe you're not at that exact level yet, but you're kind of riding that wave where you're like, uh, I don't know if I like this. This is getting too much and it keeps happening and I don't want to do this anymore. I want to give you the real detail as to why you're feeling like this. You are new. You don't know much about me. Listen to my really earlier episodes but I write this content for high achieving corporate women, again, who want to feel passionate about their job again. But really it is, I hated my job, my corporate job. I was about to quit and it was aspects of coaching that really got me to love my job again, ended up getting me promoted two times in under a year. I've changed my whole mindset around it and I help others to do the same. And I want to tell you why this is so draining. I'm going to give you some of the science behind it and then exactly what you can do about it. So what has happened is you have learned to really just be on guard, to be on alert for danger. Why is that happening? It's not your job. It is your programming, really. We, Our brains are literally primed to look out for danger. Now, here's the thing that text message, that call, that flicker of the orange teams message, whatever, is not actual danger, like physical direct danger to you. You know that your limbic system doesn't, which is your stress response. That part of you does not. And when you are thinking that this is really stressful, it is just interpreting that, oh my God, I am in danger. And then it starts to kick in. And then what happens is you're building kind of like 
like, do you remember like Pavlov's dogs? I don't know if any of you took like the psych subjects. It's like the first thing that we learn. And it's the social conditioning that, you know, every time Pavlov rang a bell and gave the dog food, the dog would salivate whenever the bell is being rung. The exact same thing is happening right now when it comes to the team's message and stuff like that. But then what happens is it happens so much and it's bringing up for you so much anxiety that you're looking out for it. You're trying to be prepared for it because if you're prepared for it, your brain thinks that I can avoid it. And then you're likely going on the weekends overthinking it and thinking, oh my God, it's going to be terrible. How am I going to deal with this? What's going to happen next? Like, and, and when because you're always on the lookout for it, you're doing something called like a confirmation bias because when it does happen, then you're like, see, it happened. The thing that I was thinking about, it happened. Like I brought it into my reality. It's just like, it's it's happening. This is too much, etc. And then what your body wants to do is it wants to just get rid of the danger. It wants to go into fight or flight. And for most of you, that is flight like that. And that flight will probably look like binging TikTok, like after work and I don't know, maybe drinking too much on the weekend or something like that. Like you want to buffer away and get out of that because here's the thing, you can't actually escape it. You can't escape your job. You have to go back to your job and it's a little bit traumatizing for that part of you because it's like, why are you going back into the danger that I don't want to, you know, it's going to kill us. I don't want to be here. And then you just think, oh my God, it's job is too stressful. You end up getting to a point where it is so, so stressful that you will just end up like, going straight onto LinkedIn, applying for tons of jobs and like wanting to run away and escape and thinking like this time will be better. And then the same thing ends up happening. And you're like, oh my God, I'm not a cutout for corporate. That's what it is. (laughs) And that is complete bullshit. It's not that you're not cut out for corporate. It's that you just don't understand how like your brain works and how to solve for this with a real solution that actually works. That isn't this kind of bullshitty, like, like, set a boundary and look to be fair I actually do say that I talk about tons of episodes on how to set a boundary but I give you the context behind that a lot of you listening aren't very good at setting boundaries very similar to me a few years ago I was shit at setting boundaries and you want to know why I was shit at setting boundaries because I had a lot of thoughts and emotions that I did not want to deal with when I set a boundary so when if that advice to you really attacks you and really hurts you and it's like oh my god like it's like the sorry the immediate response you get you want to give is like I can't or it's too much it's because your brain is already like I am in a stressful area right now I am stressed out now you're telling me you're stress me out even more by doing something that is like doesn't sound great and sounds painful to me because you likely have a lot of shame with saying no or setting that boundary for whatever reason by not being like present and like actively like taking that into account, like, you know, whether it's responding straight away to that email, that team's message, etc. It's like, it's for your stress part of your brain. It's another set of danger. It's like, we're going into the room with a bear and a tiger now. Like, don't do this to me. I can't deal with this. This is too much for my brain and body. No, thank you. So you go off the solutions, you know, that work. So for you, a lot of you, it is just doing whatever you need to do with frantic energy to solve the problem like answering it straight away like making others happy because it does work right like you do the thing it gets solved and then you go back to like homeostasis the problem is it keeps happening and then you've conditioned yourself to looking out for this shit 
and then it keeps happening all the time and you keep giving into it. And there are two things therefore happening. One is, yeah, you're not maybe the best at setting boundaries and you're probably setting the standard that you can be super available. But also when shit just does hit the fan, because sometimes it works, shit hits the fan and you've got to go in and you've got to solve it. And you've got to like be there. And it's after work. And I get that. I'm totally with you. But you will always have this confirmation bias happening. You'll always be like, yes, this is the job. This is everything. Yada, yada, yada. Because you're always looking out for it, like you're on edge, you're wondering every weekend, is this going to happen? Oh my God, is this going to get pushed out? Is this person going to contact me? And then you're just looking for that evidence that is going to occur. It's like if you, when you like, like say you, you get um, a new car or something, right? And it's like a red car. And then all of a sudden you see red cars everywhere. And you're like, where did all these red cars come from? No, they've always fucking been there. But because you're aware of it now, it's in your view, you have a red car, you can see it. It's that confirmation bias happening. And the same thing is happening at work. So a lot of the stuff you hear about like setting boundaries and stuff, the reason it doesn't work for you is again, it's just there's so much emotion right now. What you need to focus on is calming yourself down in the moment. You need to be creating safety with that orange flicker of the team's message first. You need to be creating safety with that because what's happening is it's triggering your anxiety. It is flaring up. It's like the bell with Pavlov's dogs. Instead of your, instead of being hungry though, you're like stressing out and freaking out and you're always looking for the next like big thing that's going to happen. To do that is, it's really simple and you're going to hate me for it. And I have a workbook, which you'll check out in the show notes, a secret to stop crying in the bathroom between meetings, which comes with a free recording, which can actually help you calm down in the moment. And it really helps you to allow some of this emotion to come out. Now, why the hell would I do that? Because you're not thinking straight. Your stress response is turned on. Your thinking brain has turned off. Okay. You want to turn your thinking brain back on so you can problem solve this solution. So you can decide what the next best step is. You cannot do that very well when you are feeling super stressed. So you need to get yourself out and get yourself back. They call it like, you know, back into homeostasis, really. You want to turn on your parasympathetic nervous system, right? That deals with rest and like digestion and stuff like that. We want to turn, basically, we want to turn off fight or flight. We want to turn that off. We want to get it to calm down. When you do this, right, so check out the recording, but also even if you're just doing like a real, like as a start for like, and I know a lot of you are like, I don't have time, stuff happening. I get it. Fine. Okay. Do a fucking body scan, a really light one. I just want you to notice any physical sensations in your body. Do that for literally 30 seconds before you respond to the team message, right? Just notice what comes up. I need you to get comfortable with this really shitty emotion and panic. You're not comfortable with it. You do not like it and you just kind of act out on it. You need to be okay with negative emotion. Our society treats negative emotion as such a like bad thing like and, and gives us a whole heap of ways to like buffer out of it. And actually, it is the opposite. You really need to be embracing these negative emotions. I know your fear is probably then I'll go down through a spiral, blah, blah, blah. No. It will not happen that way. You may feel a little bit worse, not from a 30-second body scan. You may feel just a touch worse. That is because you are so used to numbing the fuck out and not letting these emotions pop up to the surface. When you let them pop up to the surface, you start to get more comfortable with them. You start to get more comfortable with all your emotions. You start to heal some of those parts of yourself. You start to not react 
so directly when this panic gets in. You start to be able to just like cut this. I'm trying to explain it as in like, it's like wiring from like one, think of like one light to the other, right? We're just cutting cutting that wiring. Instead of going straight from like zero to 100, we're cutting that. Now you're going from zero to 50 and you're going to be able to interject those feelings. You're going to be able to then move on to looking at how you want to show up for yourself and how you want to actually feel moving forward. My free workbook actually talks about this in way more detail than I can in the episode. So go check that out and you get a free recording, which will help you. But this shit shows you how to turn on and off your brain. That came out wrong. Shows you how to turn on your thinking brain and off the stress response. So let's say you get to that point, right? I'm feeling like karma with like the orange flicker and shit like that. Well, I'm still working back and I'm still doing all of this shit. Yeah, guess what? You're now in a better place to one, deal with the issue because you've turned on your thinking brain. But two, you will then start to look at, right, how do I want to start showing up from now on? How do I actually want to get out of this habit that I've created? If you are answering every single fucking Teams message that comes through the orange thing in the corner is flicking, you see all the notifications, you cannot get any work done. How are you going to create safety with that flicker, right? How are you going to, if I relate it back to Pavlov's dogs, right? How are you going to like stop salivating with the bell rings? Because you, now you know what you need to do, right? What I mean by that is, Maybe instead of answering it straight away, you wait one minute and you sit with those emotions and then you respond to it. And then don't doubt the outcome will be fine. And you'll prove to yourself, that's how you create safety with this. It's like, oh, how do you start asking yourself and looking for things that are going well, where people aren't always reaching out to you and stuff like that, where, where times you haven't had to work back because of that issue. How do you start if someone's asked you, oh my God, I need this done thing done urgently. Is it that, you know, again, I say this all the time, you may not do that to the CEO, but maybe you might push back a little bit when it comes to like a colleague or something like that. You need to create safety with these boundaries that I'm talking about. You need to understand and look at how is it I want to start showing up? Because for some of you, yeah, your job may require you to like go, you know, outside work hours and stuff like that. A lot of you are burning yourself out and have set this really high bar that like you will just take on anything and you really want to like undo all of that. To do that, here's the thing, you just setting boundaries like straight away isn't going to work for you because you have all these emotions that you like, you, you can't do it. Like you literally physically, there's part of you that is like, I can't do this right now. These emotions are too intense. I have all these like thoughts and beliefs about it. That's fine. So what you want to do at first before you do the tips and tricks that are out there on how to do it, like this is where I am completely different. I give you the part that bridges you to that end goal that you want. That end goal is being able to ignore those team's messages, um, you know, when you block yourself out to like get some work done. If that is to not answer your boss's call at lunchtime because you have prioritized that, if that is to, you know, maybe after work it is an emergency, but you're look, you're now looking at that with a better lens. Is that something that I have to solve right now that I do have to be there for or can it be done for tomorrow? Or like that's what I mean when I say when you come out of that, you can actually look at these more objectively. You can be like, is this a real thing that I need to interject myself in or can it be done tomorrow? 
am I just always operating in this panic mode and trying to like do everything because that's the only way I know how. The only way you do that is through really honestly being with your emotions. It's being with that negativity. It is being with that. When you let that out, you create safety. Create safety, you can decide from there what you want to do. You can look at how you want to feel, how you want to start showing up for yourself. You can make those small, I call it, it's kind of like exposure therapy, right? Like if you're afraid of spiders, no, you're not going to put a fucking spider on your hand, but maybe you look at a picture of a spider, right? It's the same thing with this. That's why I'm saying wait a minute before you respond. You can't wait a minute, do 30 seconds. Then the next day, wait two minutes. And what will happen is the worst case scenario you're thinking of will not happen. Honest to God, like a lot of you <laughs> come back to me and like, but I'm worried this will, this will happen. Like we have humans, we are wired to have such a negativity bias. We're so wired to just think a worst case scenario because that keeps us safe. It really, really does. But again, we're not in the jungle with like lions and tigers and like, you know, things that are out there to kill us. The only like we can live alone now like we have uber eats like i say this all the time our brains do not know that you can literally live without a tribe there's nothing out there to kind of get get to us but the problem is when you're interpreting these not life-threatening things as stressful that part of you is getting triggered so biggest start is to create safety now some of you are then like okay and then what then 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 what do i need to do like i can't just be the feelings part check out my workbook it's going to give you the kind of like in a nutshell, exactly everything you need. Then check out my worry-free weekends program, because in that, that is where I will show you exactly what you need to start doing, like step by step. I'm going to master how you can see this unhelpful pattern that I've just kind of flagged out to you now. You're going to see this in more detail in your own life around so many other things. So you can, again, like I love helping people stop worrying about work on the weekends. You're going to also start to develop more awareness of some of these real life stories that have kept you in this unhelpful pattern and in this loop. So you can stop feeling like super compelled to like, you know, answer that team's message straight away. And then you're going to really be able to interject them in real time. Stop the unhelpful pattern popping up, playing havoc in your life. You'll actually end up getting a ton more done. You won't be sitting in overwhelm and you'll be enjoying your weekends. It is a free program, four weeks one-on-one with me. If you love it, all I ask is for a testimonial um, in exchange. And it's like, like, what the fuck do you have to lose? You have to lose nothing, but you gain mastering some skills. You gain some fucking insight into your brain and some real skills that you can then go and apply to make your work life so much more enjoyable. So go do that. Check out the show notes and I will see you next week. Bye. Hey, are you feeling super overwhelmed on the weekend? You just cannot stop thinking about work and you really wish there was an off button. Well, you should sign up for my five day challenge, how to disconnect from work and enjoy your weekend again in a way that actually works for you, not against you. Doom scrolling on social media or binging Netflix. That's a thing of the past. I'm going to teach you a secret that I only share with my one-on-one clients that I'll be sharing for free in this challenge. 
Over the next five days, we're going to go through why you keep worrying, how to handle the top three most common weekend worries, and a step-by-step guide on how to get you out of anxiety and back into calm so you can truly enjoy your time off. Link is in the show notes below to sign up. We start on Wednesday, the 22nd of November. I'll see you there.